This podcast is brought to you by Rebecca Castles of the Rising Dawn series. Do you like violence? Do you like smut? Are you tired of the stereotypical novels of werewolf romance out there and want something a little bit different? Then pick up Sparked Revolution, book one in the Rising Dawn series by Rebecca Castles. Available on Amazon, in Kindle and paperback. You too can become a sponsor of Stories to True and the Fiction by heading on over to buymeacoffee.com slash sttatf or follow the link in the show notes. to another episode of the Middle Ages Comic Hour. Uh, it's a brand new episode. It's a brand new comic series we are going to be diving into. But as always, I am one of your hosts, J.A. Bryden, and my other host is Ryan Haig. How are we, Ryan? Not too bad, mate. How's yourself? Oh, you know, living the dream, living the dream, as always. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did mention one day I would stop saying that, but until I think of another catchphrase, that will be my catchphrase. Um <laughs> So before we get too crazy, guys, don't forget to check out our other episodes, uh, Stories to True and the Fictional and Story Chat. Had a real good conversation with Harry Colfer last, uh, mm-hmm. last episode or episode before. He's a real funny mm-hmm. guy with a real dark, twisted sense of humor. And I said we'd get him back on when his next book's out because he, he and Ryan will have a lot to talk about. Okay. I think you, you guys would, would have the same sense of humor and, you know... Um, yeah, he was really into zombies. Um, you know, so the, the zombie, you know, our famous zombie question: the mm-hmm. what's your zombie apocalypse plan? He was just like, like he not he's gonna be fine. Let's just say he's gonna be fine. Okay, but um, okay, what have you been up to, Ryan? What have you been watching? What have you been <sighs> comic booking? Not much, not much. Obviously, like everyone watched the Deadpool three trailer about oh, forty five yeah. times. <laughs> we're we're gonna um, dive into that. We're gonna dive into that soon. Yeah. yeah. Not much else comic related, to be honest with you. Um, just as, as we were just talking before we went on the air, we checked out the proceeding premiere of uh, Resident Alien last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was good. It was good to get back into that. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's been a pretty, oh, we got, we got the, we got the trailer for X-Men 97, which is coming out later this year. Um, with a little bit of controversy, obviously Disney wanting to, Put their little bit of a stamp on ruining childhoods, um, <laughs> yeah. but um, other than that, nothing, yeah. nothing really, yeah. nothing more really comic book related sort of happened that I'm aware of. Yeah, no, well, um, no, I did enjoy Resident Alien. Um, I, I feel like it, it wasn't as punchy as the last two seasons, but it's only episode yeah. one. But it's still, it's just so good. Alan Tudyk is so refreshing. Yeah. No. Um, oh yeah, he's made for that character. Yeah. Well, they did rewrite the whole show for him, so yeah. Is um, yeah. obviously, if you guys go back, we did a rewatch of season one way, way, way back when, um, but even before Chris's time, I think it was, and um, yeah, they basically modeled it, modeled it really closely to the comic, and then Alan Tudyk auditioned, and they were like, 
okay, we're going to change everything <laughs> because he's too good. Like, it's too good. And, you know, it's 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 a little different from the comic, but it, it works. I, I honestly think I enjoy yeah. the show more than the comic. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm one that I couldn't really get through too much of the comic. Yeah. Um, I more, but that's because I watched the show before I watched. Yeah, the read before I read the comics. So, um, yeah, I find the the show is definitely more to my liking than than yeah. the comics. Yeah, um, but you know, um, we will we are doing Sweet Tooth for this this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will talk about the show comparisons and the comic comparisons because I like I like them both equally. They're a little different, but I like them both in their own way. Like the the, the yeah. comic, the comic is so dark in comparison to the the show. Um, and I thought I thought Netflix would kind of translate that over because Netflix are not really afraid to yeah. sort of be dark, but it definitely had a bit of a lighter tone on the TV show. Yeah, like just like a little. <laughs> it's still pretty dark, but it's yeah. It's like old, I don't know. It's like almost like old school Disney dark, like you know, and it's like yeah, definitely. super dark things, but it's not violent or graphic or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yes, we will get into that. But first, we need we need to talk about Deadpool three, or shall we call, mm-hmm. or as it is known as Deadpool and Wolverine, uh, or as Hugh Jackman calls it, Deadpool and asshole. <laughs> I mean, Wolverine right. and yeah. asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts, Ryan? Well, I've got I've got a list of all the. Easter eggs that I, that we spotted throughout it, but initial thoughts of the trailer. What do you think? Yeah, loved it. Loved it. It's exactly what we've come to expect from, um, you know, you've got that original team. It's Ryan Reynolds and Sean Levy um, who worked together so many movies lately. Um, so, yeah, I, I was expecting good and I got good. <laughs> so I'm happy with that. Yeah. Uh, from what we got from the two-minute trailer, um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. And the 1.5 seconds of Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yes, yes, towards the end, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I, apparently there, 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 was, there was a bear, the, the Hugh Jackman in the white suit for, for like two, a point two yeah. of a second. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I can't, I, I'm glad they kind of held that back. Yeah. So yeah. I'd much rather be surprised when it comes out. Yeah. Well, no, we have seen the set photos and all that. The, yes. The famous, oh, the famous. Hugh Jackman walking with purpose in the, in the classic X Men suit, and Ryan Reynolds skipping beside him, and then trying yeah. to piggyback him, and he's just like, "Get off!" <laughs> it's like yeah. classic. It's gonna be so good. I just yeah, I can't wait to I can't wait to come July twenty sixth, I believe, in Australia. Ah, uh, can't come soon enough. Yeah, it so will be it's, gonna be. it's gonna be just as good as, if not better, than than the last couple. Yeah. Uh, I've pulled up this article. It's called uh, from GamesRadar.com, and they they are claiming these are all the uh, Easter eggs in the first Deadpool three trailer. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the thing that's most obvious is Loki. You know, yes, there's there's, there's stuff from the Loki TV series. The, the, the TVA, the the, yeah. the TVA, um, that's from Loki season one and two. Um, the the you know, they basically, if you haven't seen Loki, they basically look after the, the time stream in the multiverse and they go and fix any anomalies that can branch out. Because if, yep. if, if there's too many branches on the multiverse, yep. it's going to just cause mayhem. So they're, they're kind of like the guardians of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they that, that, that was good to see them in. And that's a, a good way for them to explain, you know, the different timelines and everything yep. like that. And, well, Deadpool and how Deadpool ended with him. <laughs> yeah, time exactly. jumping around, and you know, yes, <laughs> yeah. So, um, some people reckon there might be a touch of uh, 
you know, uh, Deadpool kills the MCU or Marvel Universe. Like, you know, like that's... Yeah, I think that was the original report. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to need to see more before I can confirm yeah. Yeah. or deny that because um, yeah. so far I'm, I'm not getting that impression just yeah. yet. Yeah, just yet. Yeah. Um, so the, in the trailer there's a bald-headed figure. Um, many, many ideas, but one that they reckon stands out is Nova, Cassandra Nova. Yeah, it's been confirmed that it is Cassandra Nova, yeah. who is a X-Men villain. Yeah. Um, basically, I think she's a clone of Charles Xavier. Um, oh, okay, that makes sense. Done in, in space kind of thing. Uh, but I haven't read too much of that, but, yeah, she's been confirmed that she's the villain of the movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, pretty powerful uh, power set on on par with Professor Xavier. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's... That's that's where we're headed with that. That'd be cool. Now the the famous shot of it could be Hugh Jackman. Other people reckon it might be another variant of Wolverine. But Patch, you know much about Patch? Patch? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. So Patch, is, uh, it's this kind of kind of um, throw as a throwback to Batman too, because um, he has a Wolverine has a a, a second identity um, as as does Bruce Wayne as Patch Malone yeah. when he wants to go undercover and work within the. The crime society. So yeah. Wolverine has Patch, and he he's mainly based out of a place called Mandrapore, um, which is kind of like a hub for um, you know crime and destruction. And basically, if you've been exiled from anywhere, you go to Mandrapore and you fit in quite well there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's what I got. the The white suit gave it away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the white suit jacket because of that. That's essentially what Patch looks like in the comics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, and people are saying the rumor is apparently that might be Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, as a very that's what I've been hearing um, going around. Yeah, which I'm okay yeah, with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm all fun, and as long as Ryan Reynolds is poking fun at all the variants, yes, which yeah, you know, you know he will. You know he will. We're going to get a lot of that. Um, now, what did you make? Like some people reckon they saw Doctor Doom in this trailer. I didn't see. I didn't see Doctor Doom. There's, there's uh, a cloaked figure. Like, I don't think that they're going to do that because they're going to. They're quick. The Fantastic Four movies coming out next year. All oh, right. Yeah. I, I don't think that they. I think that people are sort of jumping the gun here. I don't think that. Yeah. Well, there was a hooded cloak, and it's got a. He's got a mask on, and you know, it looks like maybe they put it in there to throw people off. But yeah. You know, um, see what happens. Pyro's back. Yeah, it's all Pyro, Pyro from the original X-Men movie. He's gotten old, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, those movies were, what, 2000 and something? Nine, so like been, late 90s, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been like 20, 23 years, 24 you, years. You mean people age? So, but, yeah, you said it was good to see. It was good, yeah. to, good to see that they brought some of those yeah. characters back. Yeah, yeah. And lastly, you know, the famous last shot where he gets thrown against the wall and he's lying there and you see the shadow of Wolverine. There's a comic book there. Do you know what the comic book is? No, I don't. It is Secret Wars number five. Oh, okay. Okay. So they reckon that might be a nod to, um, well, Secret Wars. Well, yeah, aren't they doing? Yeah. Isn't that one of the, the Avengers movies that's coming out? At Secret Wars. Yeah, I think that's the next Avengers is Secret Wars. Yeah. So that that could be just a throw, that's sort of a throw off to that. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, they're all the Easter eggs that that we could find. It's a lot for a two two minute trailer. Yeah. But you got to realize people are out there and they know people do this. They pause it. They'll pause yeah, frame it. by frame. Yeah, they go, what's this? What's that? Oh, my gosh. Spot all the – oh, the other thing I forgot uh, we skipped over was uh, 
saw uh, the Ragnarok bed. There's a, there's a shot of um, Deadpool sitting in, in the Ragnarok bed. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, no. it's like it's like literally like point two of a second. Okay. It it doesn't look like it's in the normal place that um, you know from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, but it's 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 definitely the same bed. But yeah, that's that's the Deadpool trailer, my friend. Oh, I'm looking. I'm, I'm sure we're not the only people that are looking forward to seeing it in in July. So. I think it should be good. The trailer broke records, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it's three hundred and fifty-two million in the first twenty-four hours, or something like that. Oh, something, something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Crazy. Yep, yep. All right. What do you say we dive into Sweet Tooth issue one, or should we call it Out of the Deep Woods Part One? Mm-hmm. We know we've spoken of this many a time before. Why don't you give us a rundown on the on the creator? And his back back backlog of awesome comic books. Yeah, so the, this is um, re- created by Jeff Lemire, mm-hmm. um, who is comic book royalty. He's done runs on X Men. He's done runs on um, the Avengers, Fantastic Four, uh, a lot of good of of the main. He did he did Justice League Dark as well when mm-hmm. the New Fifty Two came out, which was great. Um, he did a really good run on Justice League Dark, which was is right up his alley. Um, yeah, he's done a lot of independent work too. Um, Underwater Welder was a great uh, title he did, uh, hardcover he did out through Image Comics. Um, he, he, yeah, he, 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 I, I pretty much like anything he does. So mm-hmm. when I found out that he oh, – well, I think I found Sweet Tooth when I was going through his backlog. And yeah. um, I thought, okay, let's let's give it a go. And I ended up down – I got my hands on the first 50 issues and read them all in a couple of days. And he's done – like just from the credits, he's – heavily evolved in it like yeah it's got he wrote it he did the pencils yeah. he did he did the inking <laughs> yeah he's, he's one of he's one of those few um writers that is also an artist so um he does that he did a lot of his stuff he does do um the writing and the 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 coloring and the the drawing so he um he has his as you can see from tweet tooth he has his own unique style of drawing yeah um, so yeah, he, he does where he can. I think with because Sweet Tooth came out on Vertigo, we had a little bit more freedom. Um, he was able to, you know, sort of have a bit more time to do it. Well, you know, look, it's definitely, definitely, um, an awesome, I love, I, lo- I, lo- I love everything about it. Like the writing, like just the dialogue is just like pulls you in, you know? That's 100%. And, you know, obviously there's different characters, um, designs and like, the biggest notable one being um, uh, Big Man Jeopard. Um, yep. Obviously, race swapped. Race swapped in the show, but again, I yes. don't mind. I don't mind that at all. It works. Yeah. In the comic, he's a Jeopard's a hockey player, mo- modeled off Liam Neeson, as as we've been <laughs> as we found out. But um, yep. and in the show, he's like a football player. Like it's just at least it's sport, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. And it may it may be because I watched I watched the show before I read the comic. Well, I was the other way around, so yeah, yeah. But you know, they're still they're still both brilliant. Um, yeah. And again, the, the comic book is is a lot, lot darker. Oh, definitely. So I checked it in advance, and this one has a synopsis that we can read out <laughs> okay. that, they've, that they've got right. So same same as before, Ryan. I'm going to read through the synopsis. Chime in when you want to chime in. You know yeah. and. Let's crack into Sweet Tooth. Um, yep. Out of the Deep Woods, part one. No worries. Okay. So, oh, actually, you know what? 
Do you just want to set up the maybe set up the world a little bit for us? Oh, it's been a while. Um, or, or, that's kind of well, putting me on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. Well, you can take a breather if you want, or you know, or we we'll set it up. It's like it's like post-apocalyptic world where there's hybrids, like half yes, half human, half animal. So our main character yes. is called Gus, and he is a little boy with deer antlers. And then there's like you know there's part like it's yeah there's a virus going around as well that's you know yeah. And you know, link uh, people will try to link it to the you know the the hybrids. Oh, it's a hybrid's fault or, or whatever. You know, yeah, exactly. It, it is a very it's a typical post-apocalyptic world, but with hybrids and you know um, a virus going around and like oh you got the sick and all that. Um, really awkward time for the show to come out because it came out during a pandemic. You know, yeah, it did <laughs> and too. It's just yeah, like, that's all awkward. Like, yeah, but again, the comic book was written how many years in advance? You know, so exactly. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so let's start off. Um, so a preteen hybrid boy, a.k.a. Gus, lays in his Nebraska bed. He dreams about someone chasing him. Spoiler alert, it's big man. Um, he wakes up on the top bunk above his sleeping father. His father also dreams about not letting someone in. Gus continues his day, heading out to the forest to grab wood for winter. He thinks about how he hasn't seen anyone in his whole life besides his father. His dad has always been really close with God, he thinks. He thinks it is strange that his dad makes him stay inside the fence. His father claims that there is a hellfire that burns outside of the wood's walls and they need to stay inside to protect themselves. Gus thinks about how he's been to the edge and he's never seen the fires, but never dares to cross. He suddenly spots a candy bar just outside the fence. He considers crossing to get it, but decides to stay inside the sanctuary limits. At dinner that night, his father coughs up blood and tells him, oh, it'll be fine. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not dying at all, you know. <laughs> um, the next day, Gus heads out to play with a wooden scarecrow. He sees the candy bar once more, only inside the sanctuary limits. He grabs it and starts eating it as he heads back to his home. His father grows increasingly concerned with where he got that candy bar. Gus pleads he did not leave the sanctuary grounds. His father reminds him that the hunters are tricky and he needs to be careful. He tells him he won't be around much longer. The sickness took his mother quickly, but others took months before they passed away. Gus continued to have dreams of being chased at night over the next few months. His dad passes away and Gus buries him outside. However, he's surprised when a huge buck approaches him. The buck is suddenly shot with an arrow through the skull, killing him. Gus runs off and hides. Two hunters approach the buck's body and they talk about hunting hybrids. He swears he saw one with antler ears earlier. When Gus hits him in the head with his slingshot, they chase him down to a corner. When the hunters are about to kill Gus, the man from Gus's dream appears and blows the head off one of the hunters. <laughs> he informs them, ain't no guard here, as he walks towards Gus and the hunter. So nice, nice short, snappy intro. Mm -hmm, but definitely. it's but it's punchy, like you like it got me from, from page one, you know? Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting premise. Like 
we've we've all seen post-apocalyptic stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's coming left, right, and centre. But mm. the idea of hybrids and stuff like that, I think, was was one of its the first 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 mentions of these kind of things. So yeah. not only are the humans fighting a virus, but then we've also got hybrids yeah. out, uh, which we don't know too much about as of yet. Yeah. Um, which we do find out a little bit more as the story goes on. But I think it's a very interesting premise. No, yeah, no, it's it's, it's incredible, and like the the like I said, the the artistic design is brilliant. Um, and honestly, the casting for the show is perfect. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, like even even like the opening episode is very similar to to uh, this the the opening comic with the in the sanctuary, the hunters coming for him, getting getting saved by big man. Yep. Just the opening. I wanted to touch on the opening because there's something I liked about the opening. His dad, like most apocalyptic worlds, there's always someone with some sort of faith. Yeah. And Jeff, I, I'm convinced Jeff Lemire knew, like, really knew that and threw that in there because you know it's it's something that's always there. It's something that you know. And I actually wonder how, like, if he called the character Sweet Tooth before he. Gave him a candy bar, or or like, what was the like, like you know? Like, yeah, I, I don't think I've I've heard a couple of interviews with him in relation to Sweet Tooth. I don't think he's ever really mentioned it, but yeah. um, I think the, obviously the theme of the candy bars goes on throughout the whole story. Yes. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I think that's a that's I think it's a quite interesting interesting title. Yeah, um, yeah. and I'd like to know where it came up with that. If it was going to be if Gus was going to be called Sweet Tooth, or, or you know what I mean, like. Yeah, yeah, I'd be very interested to find out. Yeah, um, yeah, and the dreams, the dreams, another thing that follows through. It's like he, he seems to have a bit of um, pre cognitive or you know, like yeah, dream about things and definitely. And we will obviously learn more about the hybrids and what they can do and, and what kind of abilities they do have as the story goes on as well. Um, that was really short. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was going to be short. We've done yeah, Jeff, Jeff Lemire is Jeff Jeff Lemire is always about the art. Yes. Um, he he's a great storyteller, but he's always about like his main thing is he's always about the art. Um, he, Show he's, not tell. He's a bit. brilliant. Oh yeah, exactly. He's a brilliant. He, he's a storyteller. Tells a story through art and words at the same time. Yeah. Um. That yeah. So I he, he, I none of his issues are really long worded like some of the other ones you'll yeah. see like. Yeah. When we went through Crazen's last hunt, obviously that was back in the eighties, so yeah. they were more more about the words and the art back then. But um, yeah, yeah, it's Jeff, Jeff for me can tell a story quite well through art, um, yeah. where there's no words. Even that, like that shot where Sweet Tooth's just buried both parents, you know? Yeah, like you you don't even see Sweet Tooth's face, but you feel the sorrow, you know? In oh, that, definitely. Just the body language. It's like. It's like the Mandalorian thing, you know. You watch Mandalorian. How can you get so much emotion from a bucket? <laughs> like, yeah, like, exactly. You know, like, exactly. Like you exactly. can just feel through the, you know. You can, and I think that's that's you know that that's another one. Yeah, exactly. There's no facial movements or anything through the through the mask, but you can feel the emotion coming through. Yes, and that that's like this, you know. Like he's really good at getting emotion out of these figures. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to issue two. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, a, it. it's a really good, it's a really good, it's a really good series, and I encourage anyone who wants something a little bit outside the box to jump in and, and, and grab it. Um, I know for a fact if you're a Kindle Unlimited member in Australia that the first volume 
is actually free to read through Kindle Unlimited. Oh, cool. Um, so there, there's your, you've got no excuse. You can check it out for yeah. free. Uh, all it's got to do is take your time. Yeah. Uh, and if you're a fan of the show, definitely check it out because you will. There are while there are differences, it is quite quite yeah. true to the show. Yeah, to the comic, I should say. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, me, I got the big fat omnibus because mm-hmm. I'm like that. I'm like going like, I'm sure I'll like this. <laughs> well, that at the end of the day, that's the good thing about discovering these kind of things after they're finished. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can you've now got the complete volume one. You know, I know there's a few limited series that have come out since, but that's the main story, and you've, now you've yeah. got it in its entirety. Yeah. So that you can know you can read it from start to finish, and you'll get that story. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, 100%. No, definitely, I encourage people to pick it up if you want yeah. something a little bit different than the usual yeah. Batman, Superman, Spider-Man stuff. So yeah, it's definitely worth worth a worth a look. Well, have you got any other comic book thoughts, Ryan? No, at least I haven't been reading much. Yeah. I haven't been I haven't been reading much lately, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but no, um, I was going to pick up. I have I haven't been able to pick up um, Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League either. So I can't oh, even talk okay. comic book games. So <laughs> that came out on the, in February. So um, yeah, look, there's not not much is on my radar at the moment. Obviously, the big yeah. thing was the Deadpool two trailer. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool three trailer, sorry, which yeah. we all we've all seen and watched many times and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think we're, we're in for that, that, at least that we know we're going to get one good Marvel movie. Yes. Probably, probably the only, only good one of the year, yeah. you know, cause I hear, I hear so, Madam Web ain't doing too well. Um, no, no, not reviews. Uh, it's, I think it got 12 on Rotten Tomatoes and I think it yeah. domestically, uh, for its opening weekend, it only cleared 2 million. Yeah. So, which uh, is not great. What I am going to do right now, just because the Babylon Bee did an article on it. Oh, Okay. A headline: Sony proudly announces that Madam Web is breaking box office records in at least two of the ten thousand multiverses. <laughs> oh god! Oh, that's funny. Look, I'll watch it, but I don't think it's it's not a movie to watch at the movies for me. It's a yeah, I'll yeah. wait till it comes Digital, out. And yeah, check it out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, look, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll give it a go. But you know, I'm not too excited. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, what do you say we, we, we do a shorty one this week and yep. uh, wrap her up there? And, um, yeah, guys, if you want to reach out, the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Stories underscore podcast on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel. We have it all. Um, yeah, and um, I guess we'll catch you next time. See you next time.